Can the Jets get a statement win against one of the NFL's best teams? We'll discuss today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, October 13th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast course, please give it a five-star review. If you enjoy the show and are watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the show. Today's episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Well, the Jets play the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend, Sunday, 425 Eastern at home in the Meadowlands. The game will be on Fox. It's the Fox-designated America's Game of the Week. It's their, their premium game. And we're going to preview that game today. Now, I think... Part of the reason this was designated America's Game of the Week, as you've seen many other games, you saw week one, the Jets played Monday night, week four, the Jets played Sunday night. When the schedule came out, everybody was expecting Aaron Rodgers to be in this game. So with Aaron Rodgers out, I think these games maybe aren't as significant. In fact, the Jets, even though this is America's Game of the Week, the designation by Fox, you don't get the number one broadcast team. Uh, the, the, the Fox network is sending their number one broadcast team a to the Cleveland-San Francisco game, but still a big chance for the New York Jets. And last week I told you I thought the Jets' season was on the line. I don't think the season's on the line this week because even if the Jets lose this game, look, they'll, they'll fall to two and four, and that's not an easy thing to dig out of under any circumstances. So I don't want to minimize the impact of a loss this weekend because it will it will hurt the Jets quite a bit, and it'll be very difficult even in the crowded AFC playoff picture. To be a two and four, it puts you at a big disadvantage heading down the stretch. But the bye week's coming up, chance for the Jets to kind of heal up, kind of lick their wounds. And then the second half of the season, the schedule's just not that tough. In fact, you know, if you look at the games that are remaining after the bye, I think Miami, you know, there's two against Miami, but the, Miami's really the only team the Jets match up poorly against. So there's a chance for the Jets to go on a run here. But the question for this week is not so much, is the Jets season going to be alive after this game? The question is more going to be, can the Jets make a statement? Because if you look at the way this team has played so far this year, it's been very uneven. And the way the Jets come out of this game could tell you a lot about the way things are going to be perceived around this, this organization. You know, they, they, they played excellent football week one against Buffalo. They played terribly week two against uh, Dallas, week three against New England. They played, you know, a mix of terrible and then great against Kansas City. They played their worst football the first quarter. Then they dominated the second and third quarters and, you know, kind of lost the fourth quarter, even though they were competitive. But we'll say for 30 to 45 minutes of the Kansas City game, they were excellent. And then for 15 minutes, you know, the first 15 minutes, they were terrible. And last week against Denver, against maybe the worst team in the NFL, the Jets really played down to their level of competition. Even though they won the game, I don't think they played all that well. So you have a team that has stretches where they play excellent football. You have teams, you have a team that plays very poor football for stretches. You have a team that, for the most part, is kind of played to the level of, of its competition. You know, week two against Dallas, against the good Cowboys team where there was no show was the exception. But 
if you look at the way the quality of the Jets' performances so far, uh, really good against Buffalo, really good for 30 to 45 minutes against Kansas City, teams that are viewed as the elite in the NFL, not so good against New England, and even in the victory, not so good against Denver. Now, typically in a situation like that, when you have a team that plays that way, just shows you it's an inconsistent team. And inconsistent teams are typically middle of the pack. You know, usually they're in the nine and eight to eight and nine range. Maybe they get a little bit of luck down the stretch and finish seven and ten. Or I'm sorry, finish ten and seven. Maybe they have a little bit of bad luck down the stretch and finish seven and ten. But I think what it shows you, the Jets right now are a mediocre team. But that narrative can change on Sunday. If the Jets get this win, first of all, it puts them into the bye at three and three. And then that back stretch of the schedule, suddenly at three and three, I mean. Jets don't need to go on that big of a run to make the playoffs. They need to just win some games in front of them that are very winnable. But beyond that, I think there's there would be a lot of confidence built if the Jets pulled up, pull off this victory on Sunday. Because at that point, this gauntlet of the first six games, and we talked about it even, even when Aaron Rodgers was here, we talked about how difficult these first six games were going to be. We talked about how the goal of the first six games was not necessarily to come out five and one. The goal was to just survive this stretch. And if the Jets come out of this three and three, they got to be feeling pretty good about themselves, in part because they've played against some of the NFL's best teams. They've had the toughest schedule to date so far. I mean, there are a lot of different metrics out there. Uh, they all say that the Jets have played the toughest schedule. No, the, the NFL is not out trying to like get the Jets. They're not. The NFL is not conspiring against the Jets by giving them a tough early schedule. It's just the way things happen to work out. And part of it's you know they had Aaron Rodgers, so they wanted to put a, a bunch of marquee games early in the season. But if you leave this game with a victory that means that you've beaten buffalo it means that you you were a bad first quarter away from beating kansas city a, a, a sleepwalking first quarter away from beating kansas city and you've beaten the philadelphia eagles in the first six games of your schedule that shows you that this is a tough team and i think especially with zach wilson at quarterback now you want to be the team there's a path forward for the jets where they're just the team nobody wants to play down the stretch you know, last year, last year they were the team nobody wanted to play early, and they were the team everybody wanted to play down the stretch because they couldn't do anything right uh, in the last month of the season. But if you get this thing going, you, you look at this, and you know this defense. And look, if they if they win this game, this defense is really going to have to show up. They're really going to have to put the clamps down on, on an explosive Philadelphia offense. But you could be kind of like the sneaky team that that's tough, that that's going to be really tough out down the stretch, and that's I think like the best case scenario you could hope for once Aaron Rodgers went down. Now, this is all easier said than done because this Philadelphia team is excellent. They went to the Super Bowl last year. They haven't lost a game this year. They have stars on both sides of the ball, uh, a very well-built roster. Uh, there's not really a lot of weaknesses in this team. But that shows you, first of all, how challenging this upcoming game is going to be. But it also shows you the opportunity that's in front of the Jets because you know, Buffalo is a tough matchup. Um, you know, Kansas City is obviously a tough matchup. I don't think the Jets match up particularly well with this Philadelphia team. I think especially that's especially true. The Jets offense versus the Eagles defense. I think the Jets defense matches up a little bit better with the Philly offense. But listen, we know this game's at home. The Jets, for the, aside from that New England debacle, you know, their two most impressive performances of the year have been at home. And this is a team that you know it's inconsistent, but it has played to the level of, the comp of its competition. And if it does it again on Sunday, I think you have to start feeling pretty good about the 2023 Jets. Where. If they, you know, if they lose a game where they're never really in it, if it's like a you know something like a twenty to ten kind of game, you kind of go in feeling like okay, this is just a mediocre team. And if they get blown out, then well, let's not talk about it. But it's a, di it's a different story. Now, for the Jets to pull off the upset, they're going to have to contain one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL, one of the biggest star quarterbacks in Jalen Hurts. As we continue this Friday edition of the Lockdown Jets podcast. 
we're going to talk about what's on the defense's plate. What do they have to do in order for the Jets to pull off this upset? This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everybody should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. Again, that's code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at jacemedical, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. And a big shout out to you every day. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday. Today, we're previewing Jets-Eagles week six action in the Meadowlands. Jets back at home. The Jets home schedule so far this season. It's been, you've gotten your money's worth if you're a season ticket holder. You've gotten Buffalo. You've gotten Kansas City. You've gotten Philadelphia in the first six weeks of the season. And yeah, I know you also had to deal with New England and watch the Jets lose to a terrible New England team. But still, really an excellent slate of home games for the Jets so far this season. But excellent state, an excellent slate of home games means that the games are tough to win. And the Jets beat Buffalo. They almost beat Kansas City. Now, how do they beat the Philadelphia Eagles? And this is, you know, this is no easy matchup because the Eagles, I don't think this Eagles team has a weakness on offense. So this is going to be a really good test for the Philadelphia Eagles on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and, and it starts with Jalen Hurts. And I never thought Jalen Hurts was going to be this good. I mean, when I watched him as a freshman at Alabama. I saw him and I thought that maybe that's a good college quarterback. Then he got benched for Tua Tagovailoa his sophomore year in the national championship game. Tua led a big comeback. It was kind of Tua's entry to the national stage. And Hertz kind of became an afterthought at Alabama, except he, he did come off the bench the next year in the SEC championship game when Tua got injured. But then he went to Oklahoma his senior year. And after, you know, after he played at Oklahoma, I'm like, okay, well, maybe that guy could be an okay NFL quarterback. Maybe he's like a backup quarterback. He goes to Philadelphia and, you know, pretty ordinary at the start of his career, but then eventually leads the Eagles to the playoffs. And then last year, his breakout season, he leads the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Now one of the biggest stars in football, a dual threat quarterback, a guy who can run, a guy with both the ability to make an explosive run and run with power, but also a really good thrower of the football. Um, a guy who could do it all, really. One of the, truly one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. There's no weakness in his game. And the, you look at this Eagles team, I mean, Look at the playmakers, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, um, Dallas Goddard at tight end. A really good offensive line. Jets have their work cut out for them in this game. And, you know, look, I mean, I think everybody for the Jets needs to come out and play their best game. And I think, you know, the Jets do on paper have strengths almost everywhere on defense. You know, heading into this season, I said that the one thing the Jets needed was kind of a guy in the middle of the field, whether it was a safety or a linebacker, a guy who could, who could just cover a lot of ground, you know, make hits, guys who could cover tight ends, guys who could cover running backs, because I did not think the Jets had that. Well, they did. It was actually right under our noses. We just didn't realize it yet. It was Quincy Williams, who was having an outstanding season. So I don't even think that's a weakness right now for the Jets. And the thing is, Quincy Williams's breakout season, to me, like almost makes C.J. Mosley slot in better, because before Quincy Williams broke out, you look at Mosley's contract, and he's still got one of the top five cap hits of any defensive player in the NFL, which is Tough to believe. I mean, he's still Mosley's just making way too much money. But before Quincy Williams breaks out, I think my focus was more on what Mosley could not do because what Mosley brings to the table, he's a good run stopper. He generally knows where he needs to be. 
Uh, he you know, is a guy who kind of makes sure everybody's in the right spot on defense before the snap. He's a good locker room guy. But the Jets needed a guy in the middle of the field who could, you know, run big plays all over the place and cover tight ends and cover running backs. And when you don't have that, you have a guy who's making, you know, top five money defense of the NFL. Naturally, you look to him. Now what Mosley brings to the table sticks out more because you got what you need in Quincy Williams. So, you know, heading into this game, I would have thought Dallas Goddard versus the Jets tight ends versus the Jets uh, linebackers and safeties would have been an issue. But I think Quincy Williams might be up to the task, you know, so I think he needs to play well. We know that the corners need to play well. Sauce Gardner, you know, we need to see regular Sauce Gardner play against these two receivers, DJ Reed, if he's in the lineup and the defensive line, which honestly, I think the defensive line outside of Bryce Huff is kind of underachieved so far this season. And Quinton Williams is having an excellent season. He may not be putting up the statistics he did a year ago, but at the defensive tackle position, the statistics aren't always what you judge them on. I mean, if you look at, just take a look. The guy the Jets are playing this weekend, Fletcher Cox. Take a look at his sack totals through the season. You know, you don't see a ton of double-digit sack totals for Fletcher Cox. Everybody knows, though, he's one of the best. He's been one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. So it's not just about the stats. Quinton Williams is having an excellent season. I don't think there are a lot of other guys outside of Bryce Hub and Quinton Williams, though, who are having excellent seasons. I think there's been a lot of underachieving on this line. Unfortunately, the first-round pick, Will McDonald's, really not contributing much at all. I know he fell on a fumble, but. He's not really contributing much at all. Jermaine Johnson had his best game against Denver. We'll see if he can build on that. I think prior to Denver, he'd been a bit of a disappointment. Uh, Jets just, you know, Jets need their defensive line to show up in this one. They need it, they need him to show up against the run too, because too many times Jets are getting gashed defensively on the run, where somebody's not holding the point of attack. That's really kind of the key spot for me. Uh, you know, I, I actually, it's kind of crazy to say because if you told me before the start of the season, I'd feel more confident in Quincy Williams than I do in the defensive line. I'm not sure I would have believed you, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. I am kind of looking at this saying, I think that I think the defensive line right now is the question mark for the Jets because the Jets have all the components to have a top five defense. It hasn't been like that this year. They've had good second halves of games, but they've been, they've been such a slow starting defense and it's difficult to understand why. I, I mean, I don't think there's a lot schematically that's changed. Um, another thing the Jets need to look out for, and look, hurts can hurt you with everything, but... The only reason I'm going to say this is just because the Jets have been destroyed the last couple of weeks by quarterback runs. Patrick Mahomes, all those quarterback runs, the final drive. Uh, Russell Wilson, the first half last week. And I know everybody, like, everybody wants them to be the spy. Like, I don't think there's ever been a less effective defensive technique that has more people call for it than the spy. And it's not just Jets fans, it's everybody. The Jets do periodically run a spy. But the spy is not, a, it's not something you could do on every play. Because what you're essentially doing is you're taking a guy out of the pass rush or a guy out of coverage just to play the quarterback run. So you're making it easier for the other team to complete passes. So yeah, maybe the quarterback's not going to run on you when you have the spy in there, but he's going to be he's going to have a much easier time completing passes because you're either rushing three or you're taking a guy out of coverage. So I, it just drives me crazy. What guys need to do, and the Jets, you know, I think the Jets may have used the spy like maybe once or twice last week, but the reason they improved in the second half is guys just executed at a higher level. You know, the defensive linemen were more controlled they made sure they kept Russell Wilson in front of him a couple times where he had a chance to scramble. The defensive lineman contained him better. Uh, Tony Adams, who completely whipped on a play in the first half, made a good tackle on one play where he was kind of robbing the middle of the field on crossing routes. It's not It's not about the coaches. I mean, schematically, you don't want to like – you can do it occasionally. I'm not saying you can't do – in situations where you think you're particularly susceptible – to a quarterback scramble, or maybe if you just want to put something in the quarterback's head that, you know, hey, we'll put this on the table. Don't think you can run on us all day. If you want to do it occasionally, it's fine. 
But the guy Jets have used is Bryce Huff, typically when they've spied. And I think Bryce Huff's much better, much more effectively used getting after the quarterback than he is spying on the quarterback. So Jets just need to play better against quarterback scrambles. I don't think it's one of these things where the spy is going to fix everything. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, Jets have a lot to fix. You know, even though they technically scored 24 points against Denver, I did not love their performance in a lot of areas. And we continued this. Friday edition of the Lockdown Jets podcast. We'll talk about that. I'll talk about some of the things I think the Jets need to do to have more success against the Philadelphia Eagles. This episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just have to pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the innings roll in. So, Maybe you can pick Garrett Wilson to have more than 100 yards. Maybe you can pick Quinn and Williams to have his breakout game and have more than uh, two sacks this week. Prize Picks makes it easy. And Prize Picks now offers Apple, Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your accounts this football season. And with pri- the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who is who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted, and PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and code LockedOnNFL. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, for a first deposit match of up to $100 using PrizePix. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Friday. We're previewing Jets-Eagles, 425 Eastern, scheduled kickoff time Sunday in the Meadowlands. Jets trying to get to 3-3, three and three, trying to have their first two-game winning streak of the season. Well, they're up against maybe the best team in the NFL. If not, then probably one of the top two to three teams in the NFC. And it's, it's going to be a tall order. And I think there's no question that the Jets offense needs to play at a higher level than it did last Sunday in Denver. And I understand you could say the Jets scored 24 points. They had 400 yards. Well, a lot, a lot of that was just Brees Hall carrying the team on his back. Uh, Zach Wilson hit a few timely passes, but I don't. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I went back and watched the film on that, and it was kind of the opposite of the, of the Dallas game. After Dallas, like people got on me because I said, you know, the film for Zach Wilson was better than the numbers were, because honestly, like against Dallas, nobody played well, and was, people were putting a lot on Zach Wilson when Zach Wilson was generally making the right reads and generally getting the ball where it needed to go. And nobody was making a play for him. And he threw three interceptions in the fourth quarter where, where things just kind of melted down. But even those weren't really awful interceptions aside from one. And I, I, I went like looking at the Dallas game, looking at that stat line and say, well, that was a bad stat line, but I feel like the performance was actually not terrible. Denver, I, I'm not going to say the performance was terrible against Denver, but I think Zach Wilson left a lot on the field. I mean, there were lots of missed reads. I actually came away from that game rewatching the film, feeling worse about him. Um, I, I, I I don't think it was kind of funny because immediately after the game, I thought, okay, well, he played well enough to win. He hit some big, and he did hit some big passes, but I just like thought there were a lot of misreads. I thought he looked discombobulated a lot. I don't think he built on the Kansas City performance. So it goes without saying, Zach Wilson's got to be at his best in this one because he's facing a fearsome pass rush. But he needs help from his offensive coordinator. And I, I know this is, I know I sound like a broken record on this Nathaniel Hackett stuff, but he's got to be better. I mean, he was good against Kansas City. He kept the Chiefs off balance. That's part of the reason Zach had success is that when you have a young quarterback who's, you know, still trying to figure things out, you got to help him out. You got to put him in better position. You got to make the passes he throws easier. Nathaniel Hackett's not doing this. I mean, the second half of that game, 
the Jets, it was ridiculous, the, the run-pass ratio. It was something like 19 to 5 or something like that on first and second downs. The Jets were running the ball so much, and they weren't very productive because Denver could sell out against the run. Even the worst run defense in the NFL was kind of keeping the Jets from making big plays on the ground. The Jets weren't making any explosive plays, so the offense really stalled, and they kept putting Zach Wilson in third-down situations. You don't want to be in third down. The best third down offense is to get a first is to move the chains before you get to third down because in third down, you know, anything could happen. You get to a third down play, the entire drive comes down to one play where you know somebody could commit a penalty, a receiver could slip out of his break, a ball could get tipped at the line of scrimmage. There are bad things that can happen on third down that are beyond your control. And if they happen on first and second down, well, no big deal. We got another play or two to run. But Hackett just seemed to have zero interest in moving the chains before we got to third down. In fact, I saw a tweet this week that. The Jets have the second highest ratio of series on so first, second, third down, go run, run, pass. Second highest ratio in the league. That's just predictable play calling. Does Nathaniel Hackett know that when he mixed things up in the one series the Jets moved the ball against New England, it's when he was throwing the ball on first down? Does he realize when his run pass ratio was around 50-50 on first down against Kansas City that the Jets moved the ball really effectively because they couldn't sell out against the run and that you weren't putting Zach Wilson in really bad situations? Zach's got to play better. I understand that, and he does. Look, he's got to he's got to be more decisive. I, I think it's clear right now that if you look at the splits between Zach Wilson, when he has two and a half seconds to throw, when he uh, so two and a half seconds is the line. When he throws the ball in less than two and a half seconds, when he gets the ball out quickly, he's very he's been very effective this year. When he's held it for longer, he hasn't been. And there's a clear reason for that. If you watch the film, you see that there are moments where he's feeling he feels in rhythm. And he trusts his reads. And even if there's a small window, he's going to zip the ball out there and get it to his guy. And then there are moments where he's not confident, where he's not in a rhythm. And he just kind of stares down his, his look. And then the window closes before he has a chance to throw it. Hackett's got to get Zach in that rhythm. And that means first down throws. It means going to play action. There was another stat I saw this week that Zach Wilson has one of the biggest differences in success between, between play action and non-play action throws. He's way better on play action passes this year than non-play action passes. Now, honestly, I think that's a bit of statistical noise. But we, what we do know is, generally speaking, play-action passing is more effective than non-play-action passing because, first of all, it simplifies the reads because you have a guy who's faking a handoff who's not really going into a pattern. So you're limiting – typically, like, you may leave your tight end in to help block to try and sell the run. So you're taking guys out of the pattern, which means you have less receivers to, to try and find. So that, that for, first of all, simplifies the reads because you have less receivers that you have, to, you have to account for as a quarterback. But second is play-action – moves defenders every defender near the line of scrimmage you know the linebackers they have assignments against the run and assignments against the pass and when they see play action they have to play their assignment against the run which moves them away from their assignment against the pass it opens up big windows and especially a young quarterback again who's inconsistent with his reads like zach wilson something like play action can help him out nathaniel hackett's not calling enough play action this play calling has to get better it, i get it you you want to say zach's got to be better i agree help him out Right or wrong, Zach's gonna, whether you like it or not, Zach's going to be the quarterback right now. So you have to do everything in your power to make it work for him. And I don't think Nathaniel Hackett's done that so far. I hope we see a lot more Kansas City than Nathaniel Hackett. My concern is that Nathaniel Hackett just saw Brees Hall go off for 177 yards and says, we're running the ball now nonstop. And that's not going to help the Jets on offense. It's not going to help Zach. It's got to change. And if it does, I think the Jets actually have a real shot in this one. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, give it a five-star review. If you enjoy the show and are watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the show. Have a great Friday, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. 
and enjoy the Jets Eagles. We'll be back on Monday to talk about what happened in the game.